welcome you back to another episode of Inside Boxing Live. This is a product of John Boy Media. I am Dan Canovio. He is the former 140-pound world champion and current Florida man, Chris Algieri. Chris, have you ever Googled Florida man and your birthday to figure out what has happened on your birthday? Yes, I believe it's... Uh... I think a man steals a Mack truck and runs over his his side piece or something like that. It's something some, some ridiculous. When's your birthday? Florida, man. I should know this. <laughs> March 2nd. March 2nd. Let's put it into the old Google machine. Florida man says he was speeding uh, home for news about Putin. It's one oh. of them. Uh, yeah. Florida man. Oh, there's a lot of Florida man on your birthday. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Uh, how's everything going for you, man? How was your weekend traveling all over the continental U.S.? Well, I'm I'm glad I survived the month of August. I did seven shows in in the four weeks. I had three in four days this past weekend, so I, I slept about twenty hours the past two nights in a row, being nice. home finally. But uh, yeah, man, it's good. So you did Pro Box Wednesday. You did overtime Friday. Then you Friday. went from right from Georgia overtime straight to the Jared Anderson show. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Tampa. Tampa to Atlanta to Tulsa back to Florida. Out of all those fights, what was the one fighter that caught your eye the most? Ooh, um, I mean, I'm a big Jared fan, but that that Ruiz kid, I thought I thought he put on a good a good fight. Um, I'm pro box the main event, and then I'm trying to think. Man, so many fights. I called. I mean, average. Probably seven point twenty. Truck, 20 Truck Simpson three, losing. Truck Simpson losing, which I kind of predicted. I uh, I told you about that. Yes, you did. Um, that's uh, yeah. I, I didn't realize who Hernandez was until he came into the fight with me, and I was like, oh wait, I oh this guy's really tough. Yeah. This is a really really tough fight, and way too soon for for Truck. Uh, I feel bad for Truck because I think Truck's super talented, but yeah, it's just too much too soon. But um, yeah, I mean Jared. Jared looked good too, man. He had a really tough guy in front of him, and and became a body snatcher. Oh my god! Seventy-two body awesome. punches. Seventy-two body punches in five rounds. Um, we'll we'll touch on that. We'll start with heavyweights. Uh, heavyweights were the story of the weekend. Uh, the ESPN show featured Jared Anderson. Uh, earlier in the day, you had Alexander Usyk uh, defending his titles against Daniel Dubois in the low blow. Heard around the world. Around the world. Good grief! <laughs> I mean, holy crap! I spent like twenty-four hours. Um, on social media talking about it. I think everyone's a little talked out about it, but we haven't given our thoughts on it, uh, or at least on, on our show. I'll ask you straight up. Do you think it was a low blow or was it a legal shot? Listen, at the end of the day, yes, it was a low blow because the ref, it's at his discretion, and yep. his, he, it's a subjective thing, and whether he says it's low or it's not is what it is, and there's there's no reason to overturn it. There's no reason. That doesn't mean there's no reason to debate it or talk about it, but listen, it's a low blow. But in terms of what... I think that was a legal shot. You know, I think it landed. It was on the belt line. It was, it was, it could have gone either way and depending on who you asked, but by based on the reaction of Usyk, that was a clean shot. He, that, that wasn't, that wasn't the reaction of a man who got hit low. Uh, I, as a mm. fighter, I watched it actually from Usyk's back. So I didn't see where the punch landed. As soon as he went down, I get, wow, Usyk just got dropped with a body shot. And then they came back and listen, he didn't grab his cup until the ref said that it was a low blow. He was, he was acting like that was a body shot. He was trying to catch his breath. He was in a lot of pain. It stuck with him for a couple of rounds. So all of the signs of what Usyk was doing physically was that of a legal punch. But listen, the ref called it a low yes. blow. I'm milking it too. If I'm hurt and yeah. I got the wind knocked out of me and the ref called it a low blow, I'm, I'm taking as much time as I can. Um, he actually took more time than, than, I mean, than he even wanted to. He wanted to come back around three minutes. Even the, the ref, ref was, was like, nah, nah, that nah. part was nah. weird. I didn't like <laughs> that. that. Like We hear about this all the time, like home cooking or a ref that's like, 
you know, on the take or this, that, and the other. They just visually did not look good. Like Usyk was getting up, and the refs like, no, man, like take two more minutes. Come on. And also, I honestly also- though, refs do that. And at the, if if this wasn't such a debated topic and they was being over scrutinized, we wouldn't think anything of what the ref was doing. Honestly, I think we're probably overlooking looking too far into it because of there's so many eyes on it. Yeah. Refs do that. They're like, oh, listen, you got time, kid. Take, also, take, take, I, I take think time. I think he tried to get up and then um, Usyk's corner implored him to take more time. The referee saw that and then tried to tell Usyk that. Not that I'm um, you know defending uh, Pabon. He had a tough decision. He had to make a a split-second decision uh, on the spot in a heavyweight title fight, and he ultimately ruled it low. There are pictures out there, and it's an uppercut. So you can use those pictures any way you want to use them. If you want to show that it was a low blow, you can find a picture that has that. You want to show that it was legal shot, you can find a picture that has that too. When it comes down to it, just like you said, the referee made his decision. And yeah, Usyk did look a little rattled when he was down there, but I'll tell you this, it didn't look like... If it was a legal shot, he would have got up. And it did not stop him from outlanding Dubois 3-1 to one down the stretch, 45-18. to 18. Dubois, what did he do after that moment? He said he was dejected afterwards. He did nothing. He landed 18 punches in, in five rounds. So that's like, f- do the math. He, he did nothing, Dubois, from that moment on. So I also th- I think that it wouldn't have affected Usyk in any way. It didn't affect Usyk in, in any way. He would have got up. Um and beat a 10 count if it was a a legal shot. I just think it's just boxing. So we're going to criticize it. We're going to debate it. Um, If you don't like Usyk, there's a way for you to say that that Dubois got robbed. It's just boxing in a nutshell. It was a perfect storm. (laughs) There were a lot of eyeballs on it. And it's fun for us to debate. But I ultimately think it was a shot that was just uh, a little low. And the referee had to make a decision, and he did. And I don't think it had any bearing on the outcome of the fight. I still think Usyk would have won. If this was a fight on the undercard, we wouldn't even talked about it on Sunday. Right. It's just it's just because of who it is. And um, yeah, it's 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 one of those things. It's heavyweight. It's it's, it's the, the the top of the rung. It's it's a guy. It's a, a super underdog because I don't even think Dubois earned that title shot or that, that to be there. Um, so it just it gave something for us to talk about because if he just went on to just do what he was doing. Before that and after that, this would be the least talked about fight ever. I mean, it was it was not a good fight. No, yeah. Dubois didn't look good. He was he was getting completely outclassed. Um, and Usyk didn't look particularly good, honestly. To be honest, he was out there just going going through the motions. Yeah. Um, I wanted to but, ask you yeah. how you thought Usyk looked. I, um, I didn't think he looked good at all. Yeah, I didn't think he looked good. I think he looked he wasn't sharp. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of things. Um, Thirty six years old, fighting yeah, in the time. Father Time fighting in somewhat of his hometown. Obviously, he cannot fight in Ukraine. He fight right uh, border, right over there in, in Poland. Wet ring, which was strange. Uh, you got a, he's a he's a mover, and uh, you have a wet ring because um, it was raining and mist. Um, mostly, I I honestly think most of it is 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 thirty being thirty six and you know Father Time is, is undefeated. But I didn't think Usyk looked that great. You know, like he's, he did get him out of there because he's so crafty and, and he's such a veteran and he, his punch distribution is still like amazing to watch and his reflexes are, are still somewhat there. But if you had a fighter that was just like maybe like a few steps above skill-wise, Dubois would have been a really long night for Usyk. Dubois just couldn't put anything together. Um, you know, I, I think if Dubois would have went out on his shield too, there's a lot of debate about he quit. You know, he did the same thing in his the fight with Joyce. You know, he went down three times against Lorena. He could have, if he went out on a shield 
and he hasn't spent the last three days calling for a rematch and saying they got robbed. I feel like Dubois' stock would have risen a little bit, but I, I think he's starting to look a little foolish. But ultimately, I thought Usyk looked mediocre. Like, it wasn't his best performance by a landslide. We'll see if that's like a trend now, or can he bounce back? Because, you know, the, these heavyweights are going to be circling him. Well, to your point about, about Dubois, listen, if you thought that was a legal blow, why are you not going for broke trying to destroy Usyk's body? Thank you. Didn't throw that punch again. It was a good punch. It was a nice little counter on the inside. Was it a little low, possibly? But whatever. It was. It was a. It was a well-timed punch against a very, very tough guy to find. Uh, why don't you do throwing those anymore, dude? I would risk. I would risk disqualification, ripping body shots after that. If if, if I really thought that that I that I landed a, a clean punch, he just went so quietly out of that fight that all of this talk now afterwards doesn't look good, like you said. Uh, but in terms of Usyk, yeah, I agree. I I don't think he looked that good. Remember when this fight was first announced? I said, I'm like, man, I don't. I am nervous every time Usyk is going to fight a real heavyweight because he's just it's just it's just dangerous and and his size, how long his career has been. You mentioned the age thing. His listen, father time gets everybody, but heavyweights can fight it off for longer. But the plotting power puncher can mm -hmm. last a lot longer. The George Foremans of the world can fight off father time a lot longer than the rhythmic footwork. Uh, combination volume puncher that Usyk is. So father time could happen to him. He could be off a cliff at any moment, which is why I'm so nervous whenever he fights anyone except for Tyson Fury. If we don't get a unification soon, I don't know how much longer uh, the, the, the the possibility of us ever seeing that unified or seeing our unified champion soon really is. Hey, you mentioned you mentioned if it was a younger, more uh, aggressive guy, uh, Philip Ergovich. How yeah. about that guy? That's yeah, a very dangerous, very dangerous guy. Listen, I, 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 that yeah. fight could be next. That they're talking about that. That's that's a dangerous fight. He is the mandatory for one of the organizations. Obviously, everyone's trying to make or wants to see uh, Usyk versus Fury, Frank Warren. Hilarious moment from Frank Warren uh, after the fight or a couple of days after the most double sided out both sides of your mouth as a promoter. On one end, we're we're pull, we're pushing for a, a rematch with Dubois. We have a, a we're filing an appeal. And also, we've begun talks for Fury and Usyk. So, <laughs> let me just cover all my bases as a promoter and and get both of my clients uh covered coming here. And going. Yeah, coming so, and going. So, obviously, they're going to try to make Fury Usyk. That's like the big thing. Usyk was in the ring. We wanted to see him against Fury. Uh he was asked about Fury afterwards. Um we all want to see it, but I think after what we saw from Usyk, I mean, I was not giving him much of a shot against Fury to begin with. I think Fury can can potentially stop him. I I think it could be a somewhat, uh, you know, like an eight four decision for Fury. Anything you saw from Usyk Saturday night that would give Fury any issues? Well, I'm in defense of Fury and his performance. It's hard to get out for Dana Dubois. You mean so Usyk? That could be it. For Usyk, yeah, yeah. yeah, in defense of Usyk, and I'm sorry, in, in defense of Usyk, yeah, um, it might be hard to get up for a guy like Daniel Dubois. Also, the wet ring's a big deal, really big deal, especially for a guy who fights the way that Usyk fights, where footwork and and angles really matter. Um, he seemed hes hesitant at times. You know, that could have been the ring, it could have been the power of du of Dubois, because Dubois did look strong, man. He he he's a, he is a, a real puncher, and he is a, a true heavyweight. Um, but I never really gave Usyk much of a chance against Fury. Fury is just too big. He's too athletic. He's too awkward. He's too physical. Uh, and Usyk, I mean, uh, why? Uh, man, I'm mixing up all my heavyweights now. There's a lot of them. Um, yeah, Fury doesn't doesn't care how the fight looks. He will lean full body over your shoulder yep. and push you down. And if he's able to do that with Usyk, I mean, 
I don't know how long that fight can really last. Right. And, you know, Fury's a good body puncher. He does everything well. I mean, and Usyk has been down to the body in the amateurs badly. Um, you know, he I've heard about him getting hurt in sparring as well. Everyone's pulling up those yeah. that footage now over the weekend. Everyone was pulling up, oh, he didn't like this body shot. He didn't like that, that body shot. Yeah. It, yeah, it, that, 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 those reports have been out for a very long time. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 but I also don't think that fight's going to happen. I don't see Tyson Fury going back to meaningful fights after the Ngannou fight. He's obviously chasing, chasing the bucks. Uh, yeah. he's, chas- he's chasing the mighty dollar. I don't, I don't know. I don't think he, I don't think he cares about, about, you know, reunifying the titles again. I know you're not watching this. It's on Netflix. Uh, at home with the Furies. It's I've, a, I, It's in my queue. You should watch it. You should honestly. I want to watch it. Uh, like I'm on the record. Like a lot of Furies antics over the last year. Of are just so tiresome. I'm addicted. I love the show. I watched <laughs> like five or six episodes with my girlfriend, and she loves it. But you get a kind of a glimpse into his like mind and like how his brain works. And his wife explaining his extreme mood swings. One day he's up, and he's he's the, he feels like he's the heavyweight champ. Next day he's down. He's quiet. You know he's talking about retiring. It was shot last summer, so he's watching. Uh, AJ Usyk too. Um, you know, one scene he's talking about how he doesn't care. I'm not going to watch the fight. I'm retired. Next scene is him watching the fight, screaming at the t- at the TV. I'm the real champ. Ah, Usyk, uh, Fury. It's nuts. Long story short, he's 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 just up and down. So who knows what he's going to do next? Like obviously the Ngannou fight is happening in October. I, I think. I mean, he's just got one more after that. One more. You fight Usyk. You become undisputed heavyweight champion of the world. Then you can go do whatever you want. I think it does happen. You don't think it happens. I think they somehow make it happen first quarter of 2024. Hopefully in the UK, not in some sterile atmosphere in Saudi Arabia. But if it does happen in Saudi Arabia, whatever. We'll be watching and as long as it happens. And then we can close this chapter on Fury and then you can be a Netflix star. Well, let me let me give you a little... Inside Boxing Live, oh, okay. right? And inside Baseball, but no, it's Inside Boxing Live. That's why you guys are tuned in. The way Fury acts that up and down, we are all like that. All of us fighters are like that. We're all manic. <laughs> we're all up and down. We're all, we're all crazy. We are all depressed and also complete animals and savages. Uh, that's just that's just the way that we are. You have to be like that. But uh, especially in this business, because it's, it's it beats you down. Mm. So there are days when you are literally in the gutter and then other days you're on top of the world. So uh, yeah, I'm not not surprised that that you're you're getting that from from Fury uh, on the show. Um, I do have to tune in, but um, yeah, listen, you're not wrong in that, especially after this past performance. Fury, you know, Fury might have saw what we saw from Usyk. I'd be like, oh, I beat that man any day of the week, and I can just I can come back off of being off for however long off the couch and beat that guy. Mm. So you never know, but I mean, we'll see. I, I bills and, and and money and uh, not bills, but he's got a lot uh, of kids. Money. A lot of kids. He has like seven kids, and like yeah. they're hilarious. I don't know, man. Fury I was jeans. like, the Fury jeans are strong. Right. The, my girl was putting it. She's like, let's watch this at home with the Furies. I was like, no, I don't like Tyson Fury right now. She's like, why don't you like him? I was like, he won't fight Usyk. And then I'm gonna watch one episode. I'm like, hey, I put the next one on. And then we're like yeah, five episodes deep, and I'm like, yo, this Fury family is out of their minds. They're they're crazy. But I do hope we see it. It could happen one day. I would also like to see um, Usyk versus Wilder. 
How would that fight play out? Usyk Wilder. Usyk dancing around the ring, darting in and out, scoring points on Wilder. Wilder just sitting there waiting. Chris, I can see your brain moving right now about who you think is going to win this one. Usyk versus Wilder. I don't think it'll ever happen. I don't think the money's there. But if Wilder is looking for a big fight, Usyk says he only wants big fights from here on out and he can't get Fury. Usyk versus Wilder would be so much fun. I don't know because I just had a pick. Like you said, my, my mind started working. And I pictured I pictured Wilder landing a glancing right hand like off the gloves of Usyk. And Usyk's eyes going like this. Yeah. And I'm like, I can, that guy cannot touch me. And just staying away the entire time and just trying to. Well, eventually, you know, they're going to have to close that gap over the course yeah, of 12 rounds. Usyk's ability to, to faint and, and try and make a guy bite and then pop that left hand and slide out. I mean, he'd be, he'd be literally doing circles around Wilder all night. But I always say this. Time is not on your side against Wilder. He can knock you out at any point, and he could do it. Lennison, he could do it with a jab. The guy is just just a power punching machine. The right hand hits you, forget it. Mm. What's that saying? If uh, if the left hand hurts you, stay down because the right hand's going to send you to the hospital. Oh, like that's God. that's Wilder. Yeah, I, I've seen people replying to me that twelve o Usyk masterclass, and I see people that uh, Fury hits him, catches him with the right, knocks him out. So that to me, those outcomes one through twelve. Yeah, <laughs> any one of them. Yeah. So any those outcomes to me that that indicates a really fun fight. Who knows? Maybe it could happen uh, next year. Uh, next topic. This was a nice little uh, fun surprise on um, Saturday night. Uh, it was announced from ESPN. Uh, not so much of a surprise. We kind of saw this coming. But Shakur Stevenson versus Frank Martin Perspid is set for September 5th. For those that don't know what a purse bid is, uh, they get ordered by the WBC. Uh, Frank Martin is ranked fourth by the WBC. Stevenson is the uh, mandatory uh, for Haney's belt, who's moving up. So Shakur is with top rank. Frank Martin's, I'm pretty sure, with PBC, or, or I could be wrong, under, uh, or maybe Errol Spence's promotion. Uh, so they have uh, until September 5th to come up with an agreement to, to make a fight. If not, then it goes to like an arbiter and uh, arbitration, and you figure out a split. Um, but it seems like we're going to see Shakur versus uh, Frank Martin. Another wrinkle to this, Chris, is that Martin's ranked fourth by the WBC. It went like Lomachenko turned down the fight because obviously he wants to take more time or, or or whatever. So then they go down to the next one, and it's uh, Isak Cruz. He turned it down too because he's probably fighting Geronta Davis in a rematch in December. So they go down the list one more. Frank Martin. Frank Martin, Shakur Stevenson. That's a fun fight. There's a lot of like narratives here. Obviously, Shakur wants that big fight. Uh, he's kind of with Terrence Crawford. Frank Martin is with Errol Spence. That's kind of fun in there. On top of it, I think it'll be a fun fight, and we figure out who's uh, the WBC champ at 135. I like it. Frank Martin Frank, Frank Martin streaking over the past couple of years. You got a couple, couple marquee wins. Uh, he beat that kid, Michael Rivera, which was a good fight. He mm -hmm. really, really took it to him. Um, but uh, yeah, he had a tough fight his last time out, but that's fine. He's a young guy. He's coming up. He's not that uh, I young like this though. Fight a lot. Was that? He's not that young. I think he's twenty. Well, I mean, I'm young in terms of you know, er, you know, early in his career. Right. Like this is like, he's he's not as well known. He's been getting attention. This is going to help his 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 profile. Um, I think this is a good fight. I think that he's physical enough to 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 make it a fight. I I, I obviously I got Shakur against beating everybody. I think he's he is the guy to beat. Um, so I don't see Frank Martin beating him, but I think he can make it interesting at times, especially with his physicality. Mm -hmm. um, but I think the you know the, the class is just going to rise as the rounds go on. Um, but listen, I'm happy anytime Shakur Stevens is, is fight. So I want him to be busy. It sucks that he's only going to fight two times this year, which is not good for for a champion at his level and his age. Um, but 
listen, we, we got you, Corin. I'm happy he's fighting a tough guy. I think a deserving guy. Yeah. Um, I, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't have any gripes about this fight, especially when you put it the way you did that. L- listen, he went for Lomachenko. Lomachenko didn't fight happen. Went for Isak Cruz. That fight doesn't happen. Who's the next in line? Frank Martin. So it should he's be. deserving. Could be a good fight. That's how it should be. Exactly. Meritocracy is not generally how this sport works, but it is in this case. And uh, I, I like that. And plus, I just like the fight. I like Frank Martin. I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of, of Frank Martin and his style. Yeah. Um, I like his physicality. I like his boxing skills. I like his grit. He comes in great shape. I think this is going to be, you know, a, a, a great a great fight, a good matchup. Oh, maybe not necessarily a great fight, but a, a great matchup. Yeah, Stevenson, I, I expect to be a heavy favorite. But like you said, I think Martin's going to give him some tense moments. Um, or at least I, I think so. You're talking about a guy in Stevenson who very rarely gets out, landed in rounds, very rarely gets hit. Him and Bivol are two of the best defenders in all of boxing. But this, if he wins this title, Shakur, and he wins this fight, and then there should be no more, um, well, there's always going to be naysayers, but I mean, it's like, it's a worthy fight. It's not like he's fighting a guy we've never heard of who's ranked fourth in the WBC. Stevenson wins a belt, and he's he already got everyone on top of him because of, you know, not taking that, that deal uh, to fight um, Haney, or excuse me, to fight Haney, yeah. And also, everyone just seems to be out for Shakur lately. It's it's insane to me. The guy just wants big fights. They think he's corny or he's he's too attached to, to, to Crawford and all that stuff. That's just internet stuff. But I think if Stevenson wins and he beats Martin, that's a that's a good win. That's to pick up another title, uh, and hopefully it sets up bigger fights. I mean, there's a lot of fights out there. Isak Cruz fighting Tank. No one really wants to see that fight. I mean, Isak Cruz didn't look good in that last fight on the undercard of, of Crawford and Spence. I mean, no one was even watching it towards the end of that fight. You know, his stock is going down. All he's waiting for is that tank rematch. I think he's just right place, right time with the right uh, promotion to, to fight tank. But it's like a de facto tournament. You know, I, I, do I think if tank wins, is he going to fight the winner of Martin Shakur? Probably not. But... We're seeing like a little tournament or top four. I know Lomachenko should be in there at 135 and some other guys, but at least we have some movement at lightweight and we're building towards something. Yeah. And and again, Shakur being active is good. He gets a win here. He's going to be, Shakur is one of those guys that no one's going to fight him unless they have to. And there's going to be less and less chances to, to to move around him soon. And the more the more the more wins he gets, especially with marquee guys and name guys like like a, like a Frank Martin, you know, the more titles he picks up, he'll be more in the driver's seat. And that's really what it's going. He's got he's going to have to force guys to fight him because he's that guy. He's that good. His style is that difficult to deal with. Um, nobody really wants to fight that kind of guy. You'd much rather fight a banger than a guy who's going to make you miss every goddamn punch you throw. So yeah. uh, I get it. You know, I I, <laughs> I don't I don't like when people avoid guys. They don't want to fight certain guys, but. Uh, Shakur is going to be one of those guys who's going to be avoided throughout his career. But the more momentum he gets as his career goes on, he's going to be able to make those big fights. What about Tank versus versus Cruz? Are you excited for that? Listen, I was more excited for that fight before his last fight yeah. against Cabrera. Um, he looked mediocre at is being nice in that fight. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't show much power. He hit that kid with absolutely everything. Either that kid has, has, has a chin going back to like the 1920s fighters or uh, Cruz just doesn't hit that hard because he was cracking him full blown with leaping left hooks on the point of his chin and Cabrera walked through everything. So, um, but it was an, it was an ugly, ugly fight, which is Cabrera style. He is a, he is a stinker, but, um, but yeah, no, I'm, I was not excited for anything a Cruz is going to do moving forward after that fight, especially against a guy like Tank. Yeah, so we're seeing a little movement at, at 135. Um, Stevenson Martin, fun fight. You start, at least we'll see Tank fight. It'll be three fights for Tank. Um, you know, Cruz does have that. I took uh, Devonta Davis 12 rounds. 
You know, he's knocked out pretty much everyone besides me. He's got that going for him, so we'll see. It's just rumored. Uh, it hasn't been anything from Showtime or, or PBC about Javante definitely being back. I know there are a few holds right now on uh, in Vegas for PBC pay-per-views. Uh, Spence Crawford rematch being one of them. I think Crawford or, has a few more days to activate that. Um, Javante is one of them. Uh, Wilder, maybe. Uh, Andy Ruiz seems to be pricing himself out yet again. I think the latest was he set a price of $10 million. Andy Ruiz, so um, that's crazy. But you can only negotiate what you ask for. Uh, so $10 million, I don't think he's going to get that. But there are a lot of fights uh, towards the end of the year that haven't really materialized yet, but they will. One fight this weekend, Chris, probably the biggest fight of the weekend. Not usually fights on Labor Day weekend, but we're getting one. Uh, Liam Smith-Chris Eubank rematch. Um, they fought in January. Smith knocked out Eubank kind of shockingly in the fourth round. Um, Eubank was banking rounds early, boxing. Beefy caught him. Beefy's in the middle of a resurgence here, Chris. He's got four straight stoppages. He's 35 years old. He's ranked second by the WBO. I was looking at the rankings, the middleweight. They're so weird. Like, Smith is ranked second in the WBO, but ninth in the WBC. Eubank's ahead of Smith in the WBC rankings, despite Smith beating Eubank. Neither are ranked by the IBF. So that's a fun little. If there's any question about why I don't give a shit about rankings, that's that's why right there. <laughs> so dumb. Fun fight though. We'll have something to watch on on Saturday. I like Smith in this one. I think it's going to be probably pretty much the same thing. Would you agree? Yeah, I think it's going to last a little bit longer. Um, I think Eubank is it's similar. He's going to have a lot of success early because he's very athletic. He's a, he's a good athlete. He's very good. I was very high on Eubank going into the first fight. I had him winning the first fight, and he looked really good in those those first couple of rounds. I think it was the third round. He landed like like seven straight uppercuts off both hands. Yeah, I remember that. Smith. I'm gonna pull it up. And now. then the next round, you know, Smith Smith ices him. But um, yeah, you know, it is it, stylistically the matchup really favors Smith because he's one of those guys who's fundamentally sound, does everything right, is physically strong, and can punch, and he's already shown that he can hurt. Eubank and 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 obviously knock him out in, in devastating fashion. So when you got a guy who's like super athletic and there are holes in his in his offense, but they're hard to get to because of that speed, athleticism, that length. He's got all that. But I think Smith is durable enough to get through that athleticism and those and those kind of funky shots to fundamentally break Eubanks down in terms of his distance control. And once he gets to him, obviously he knows he can hit hard enough, hard enough to hurt him. Um, sin elbow. I think that oh, it's. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, was that an elbow or not? <clears throat> no, there was no elbow. Yeah, he got hit with a good, he got hit with a good shot. He got hurt, and, he, and Smith followed up and got got rid of him. Yeah. Um, the, the the real question with that is because Eubank has looked durable in the past, especially having a good chin. And Smith, who's a very good puncher, let's not let's not forget he the guy can punch and he's he's very solid. Um, but moving up in weight, a little older, you know, weren't weren't expecting him to be that explosive. Yeah. But I remember leading up to the first fight. A lot of British fighters and champions were saying Beefy not only has a good chance, but he's going to win this fight because he's fundamentally better. He's 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 a very good boxer. He's underrated and he has power. I so many I remember so many random guys coming out and saying that after the fight, and I was like, oh okay, bro. and then after in in hindsight, I'm like, wow, those yeah, that people know him from inside the gyms and know him for for so long. Obviously, his family is it's a family of fighters. Um, so yeah, I think all all indices point towards something kind of similar to the first fight. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. Um, maybe it goes further than, than four rounds. It was a little shocking there. But um, the third round, Ubank had a big round. He outlanded Smith 
uh, 13 to six, and then Smith came out of nowhere. But yeah, the reason 13 I, of those punch, 13, six of those 13 punches were uppercuts. <laughs> yeah. Um, the reason I brought up the rankings, um, second in the WBO, your WBO champ right now is Janabek. He is fighting in a unification bout with a, a fellow by the name of Vincenzo Galtieri, who is the IBF middleweight world champion right now. The, middle, the middleweights are yes. so weird. Dude, the middleweight what division. Is and Jamel Charlo, Jamal Charlo is the WBC champion. He hasn't fought in two and a half years. So, All right. the reason, so, so, so middleweight is, is technically like the boxing wasteland right now. Yeah, it's, it a, it's like a, the gift of the, it's the tumbleweed. Just bl- it's going on there. I, I give credit to Janabek and, and Galtieri for unifying. So Janabek should win that and he'll have two of the belts. And then uh, Beefy, if he beats... Eubank, he's climbing the ranks. That's somewhat of a good fight at middleweight. It's it's somewhat of a marketable fight. Janabek versus Liam Smith, and that if he or stops, the winner, yeah, the winner of the fight, yeah, yeah the winner. If Liam Smith wins, uh, or Eubank, if Eubank yeah. wins, we might get a, th- a third one because this is a popular fight that sells in, that's, in England. That's so. what I mean. But it, let's say yeah. let's say Smith wins because he's the favorite, and say he wins by stoppage. That's now five straight stoppages. Um, they're just trying so hard top rank to get Janabek in there in front of our TV screens. That's a marketable fight. I think they can find a way to work together too. Um, so maybe there's something at middleweight because I don't, I wish middleweight was better, but it, it isn't. <laughs> but, I wanted to blame Janabek and their movement for him not being well known, but I, there's not a lot of guys, a lot of name guys who are active at middleweight and he's not going to be high on the list right. of anyone to fight. He's a Southpaw. Um, he's shown to be really good. But he's also shown to be a little bit vulnerable. So it's 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 a weird it's a weird fight. So I I, I guess I'm gonna take that that thought back. That I was gonna blame him, but maybe maybe it's not necessarily his fault. He's got a pretty fun fighting style. I mean, when he, he I like him. I've I've called him a, a number of his fights. Yeah, he's just got like that. There's no risk, and there's no one at 160 because there's no money there. So a lot of guys are staying at 154, or they're going to 168 to where Canelo is, and now Charlo is, and um. There's a lot of movement. If Spence goes to 160, then you know that's a player. I mean, that's that's a that's a money guy. So maybe we'll see some more movement. That's usually how it works. Uh, fan questions to end the show. I haven't done this in a while. Thank you everyone that submitted some. Um, I'll ask you, Chris. This is from Ringside Fracas. Um, which heavyweight out of the new crop do you think is most likely to win a world title? Jared Anderson. Jared Anderson. I, I love me some Jared Anderson, man. I think that kid is something special. Um, I got to got to speak with him over the weekend, and even from his post fight interviews, it seems like there's a, a different level of maturity starting to come out of him, which I think was needed. You're only 23 years old. He's got he's got the world on his. He's got the, the American boxing community on his back because everyone thinks of him as the next the next great heavyweight American heavyweight, which is a big deal. Um, he has top rank behind him, which is the they're the greatest at building young prospects. And, you know, like we said about Usyk, father time is knocking on the door. All of these kings, the Joshua, the the Wilder, the Usyk, um, these guys are all, they're out the door in the next couple of years. You got a guy like Jared Anderson, he's 23. Yeah, long, he's got a lot of development to go, and he's 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 doing really well against the guys. Charles Martin, former world champion, who's very, very tough guy to fight. Um, beat him last fight, got a lot of criticism for it, which I don't necessarily understand. But then he just fought another guy who was very, very durable at the world stage. Um, he had gone the distance with Zhang, which is no easy task. Um, so, and he stops him and he, and he focused on the body. So he had a game plan going into the fight, 
be a body destroyer, did it, got the guy out of there. I, I'm very impressed with Jared Anderson. Yeah, I think Jared Anderson's very good. Um, I didn't feel like I learned too much, though, from his fight Saturday. They they picked the guy to give him rounds. You pick up the Zhang one that was in 2019. Uh, he went the distance with Povetkin that was in 2017. That's impressive, too. Povetkin's a, a beast. But my point is there were, it was a long time ago. Like went the distance with Huey Fury, Lucas Brown, uh, 2014. Um, I, I listen. I think Anderson's really good, and he's showing different wrinkles every fight, and that's super important. And he's active. Um, you may not like some of the things he says, like he said, "I'm I'm only in this sport for for pretty much money." I mean, that's the truth, though. I mean, talk to any fighter; they are you. Talk to anyone. Like, why do you work? Like, why do you have? Why do we? Why do I have this job? Why do you have your job at home? Uh, if you work like a nine to five for money, and you want to keep rising until you get the most you can possibly earn. Same thing with well, boxing. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're prize fighters and the, the prize is the money. But also, I, I saw interviews where they ask him, like, you know, why do you fight? He says, like, financial stability. Like, that's a different thing than money. Right. Right. Like, the kid has come from a, a, a bad place in terms of finances, uh, a dangerous place. His brother's in jail right now. Um, you know, this is this is a guy who's literally fighting to get out of his situation. So anyone who's going to look negatively about that. Where have you been, man? This was, is boxing. Yeah, I thought they were so this realistic this. when they were like, "Wow, fifty-two yeah. day, fifty-two day turnaround." Why? Oh, I need money. I need that money, man. I Most, fight. I make money when I fight. Yeah, I, I love that, and uh, I like Jared Anderson a lot. And and I think that, but my to answer this one, I think Jalalov, he fought on oh, the. I called, uh, I called dude, him. I called the fight. Beast, right? He's dangerous, bro. He's like bro, he's, seven foot southpaw with extreme <laughs> movement and power. His movement was so impressive. In and out, like I mean, he, he was fighting someone who was completely over his head. I watched the guy on video, like before the fight. And I'm like, as a first round knockout, but I was so even impressed bet on with it. how big that guy is and his ability to have that in and out jerky jerky. It was almost like a, it's like a bit kind of yeah. kind of style, not yeah. quite as quick, but he has that movement and he fires from it really well, covers the distance really well, does a really good job of being a tall, long guy, but 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 masking how close he is to you. He's closer to you than you than you than you think. Which is one of the reasons why he yeah, he has that kind of power. Because the difference between a knockout and a, and a good punch landed is an inch, mm. and he's able to he's able to 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 sneak in closer than you think he is because of that height and the way his stance and the in and out. Yeah. So yeah, he's uh he's very impressive, but um we'll see who's who, how they're going to be angling him promotional wise. Oh, he signed with top rank. I mean, he fought uh, Richard Torres. Uh, we'll talk about this off air. <laughs> I know he's with DeBella. DeBella signed him first. They have a joint pr a promotion with Top Rank. At least that's what is out there. Um, I think you can't go wrong with Jared Anderson. I think he'll be a champ. Jarlov will be a champ. You know, Richard Torres um, is in the mix too of these of these next crop of, of heavyweights. Maybe too small. Uh, Jarlov, and beat Torres uh, for the gold medal. I think they're angling that fight. Um, I think Jarlov and Anderson are the two guys at heavyweight. It's not a big crop. Or it's kind of scary if you think about it. Because Dubois, for a while, was like the next guy at heavyweight. And he obviously has shown um, that he can't hang at well, that Well, he level. lost all the steam after the Joyce fight. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Swaggy D33. Who gives Shakur Stevenson his toughest challenge stylistically at 135 or 140 between these three? Tio Haney Tank. Haney. Haney, I would say Haney too because of Haney's jab and Haney's activity and Haney's range. Um, Those throw... three things make Haney trouble for everyone. Yeah, His style is very, very difficult. I'm coming from a pure fighter standpoint. That style sucks to fight, especially when you got a guy who 
all the trash talk you want to do before none of that gets brought into the ring with him he does not care about the crowd he does not care about what you say to him he is going out there to put rounds in the bank get him out of his his style the only guy that's the person who's gonna be able to really beat Haney is the guy who gets him out of his out of his 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 shell his comfort zone his discipline that's i've always said his discipline inside and outside the ring is is his best asset so yeah he's just a tough guy to fight he's tall he's long uh, he's big for even 140 he's gonna be big and he's got a great jab i i think um if i would rank these three in terms of stylistically i think that haney um two female tank and i i don't it's not saying i, I think less of tank i just think that with tank's inactivity and shakur's defense i think that would be the fight where it's like all right finally tank's uh style kind of bit him in the ass where he just gives away rounds off inactivity gives off rounds throwing under 10 punches around under 20 punches around if he can't find stevenson tank has that the, might be the, the biggest power of those three guys though that might be the least punches landed in a 12-round championship fight. In, I have that history, somewhere. I think it was like 39. Um, I think it was um, Rigandau or Easter versus Rancis Bartholomew. Oh, I was going to say uh, Mike Jones versus uh, Franklin. I could probably pull uh, it no. up. But uh, it's, not Franklin. It, uh, Bailey. Randall Bailey. It's a li- Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, it's a list that, that you never want to be on. Um but yeah, Stevenson versus any of those guys would be awesome. Tio Fimo, like, I mean, he's just does I love, everything dude, right. I love Tio against. I want Tio to fight everybody. I love yeah. the way he fights. I love his style. He has the talent to beat every single one of them too. Um, you know, will he be able to do it? I don't know because you don't know who's going to show up. When 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 the guy who who fought Taylor shows up, he beats any. He can beat anybody in the world. But yeah. if the guy who sh- shows up and fights Cambosis shows up, then you know he can lose to uh, Sandra Martin or anybody. Uh, this next one comes from our own Paxton Elrod here at John Boy Media. Uh, what can the sport of boxing do to become a mainstream sport like football, baseball, or basketball? Or is the allure of boxing its popularity in spite of not being mainstream? I think it's a little bit of the, the latter. I always say boxing is like hockey. It's not the biggest sport, but it's also the it's a niche sport where the fans are rabid. So I don't think there's anything that's ever going to get boxing onto the level of football, baseball, basketball. It's just not going to happen. I think it needs to keep where it's at right now and just keep making the fights fans want to see. Use 2023 as a jumping off point, not as an aberration. Keep making the fights. I heard some Netflix things are coming out with boxing. Stuff like that will certainly help. A lot of young stars. Keep them active. I think boxing is fine. It's never going to be baseball. It's never going to be football. It's going to be just fine where it is. And uh, like Larry Merchant once said, there's nothing that can kill it and there's nothing that can save it. Yeah, well put. And, and to piggyback your point, you know, with the fans, it, we we are all about quality, not quantity, right? Mm-hmm. We, we The way that boxing works is, first of all, it, it's too much violence up front. It's not like the other sports where you, like with football, you can mask the violence with the game and the play and the camaraderie. Boxing is not. Boxing is a, is the hurt business. Um, and it's different than, than UFC, because the barrier to entry for boxing is so much higher. It's such a high skill level sport. It, you, it takes a certain amount of knowledge to be a boxing fan about the technique of what's going on. You have to know at least a little bit about boxing. And then they, you don't. You, the barrier to entry to watch an MMA fight is is, yeah. is zero. <laughs> you can literally walk in and be like, wow, this is exciting. Whereas a boxing match, when you're watching a guy, you know, move around and box and jab and circle and make guys miss and you know, making a guy miss is, is one of the most beautiful things you'll see in a boxing match. But, but not like, everyone appreciates watching, it though. 
a near miss. Like, like why, am, why am I watching guys miss punches? Like, this is stupid. Why, why are they like head, headbutting each other like MMA or whatever, um, or tie fighting or whatever? Um, but yeah, yeah. So the barrier to entry for 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 the fan is too high for it to be a mainstream sport. Um, also, like I said, the violence is up front. It's not it's not hidden amongst play, and it's not a game. So yeah, it'll never be mainstream. It'll never even be as big as UFC. But the fans fan base is rabid. Yeah. The fan base is knowledgeable. The fan base shows up. The fan base supports. They pick people and they ride with them for life. Usually, <laughs> um, that's another thing. You get life for fans. So yeah, boxing boxing is doing just fine. We're actually yeah. doing great. Yeah. And on top of it, we as fighters make a lot of money. So it's not like it's not like it's really hurting. When it's so funny when fighters when we hear about the box the the sport is hurting and then like we have two or three guys in the top 10 highest paid athletes in the world. It's like, oh, are we really hurting that bad? Probably not. No, what I, I do to piggyback of what you said, like I, I, I think there should be a, like a mix, like perfectly, like the, those that watch the fight and see the little intricacies, the, um, you know, the movement, the in and out, the missing, the, the jab, the jab to the body, all that. And I also think boxing could do a little bit better job of the storylines, getting like casual fans involved. Like that's something that misfits does the stupid YouTube stuff. Um, People are really into this Jake Paul or Logan Paul versus Dylan Dennis because of the storylines. I mean, I'm not saying that boxers need to go as far as to post a million pictures of a guy's uh, fiance uh, like Dylan Dennis is doing, but you can find a way to uh, get more into the storylines of fighters um, that can go along with the fans that are already going to be watching that love the sweet science, and then you can grow the sport. But like you said, never going to be on the level of some of the the four major sports in the U.S. All right, that's our show this week. I hope everyone has a great Labor Day weekend. Um, summer is over, unfortunately, but that means that fall will be heating up. We'll be heading out to Las Vegas at the end of September for Canelo Charlo. Things pick up in the fall, winter, months, all that good stuff, Chris, right? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for our next uh, John Boy trip you now, Vegas. We're, we're, coming to, we're coming to take over once again. I'll be up in New York in a couple of weeks, and we got some we got some cool content for you guys and in, in, in production. That's right. And we got Vegas after that. So September, even though summer's over, September is going to be a big month. We yeah, that's when we, we hit the ground. Coming your way. Hit the ground run. I took a few like a week off here, and I'm, I'm ready to to watch some boxing and 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 hit this fall schedule. As always, fans, keep your hands up at all times. Protect yourselves at all times. Stay out of those DMs. We're out.